All right, strap yourself in. This is going to be a technical or a more technical podcast than I would usually produce. Um, So hang in there. There's going to be some percentages. There's going to be some numbers. There's going to be some charts. So head over to the financialpurpose.substack.com so you can read along with the post. You can see the numbers. You can see the charts. And uh, hopefully that will help you digest this information as intended. Welcome to the Financial Purpose Podcast. All opinions expressed by me or guests of the podcast are solely our own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Life Moves Wealth Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment or financial decisions. Clients of Life Moves Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. All right, friends. Well, welcome back. And just a quick note for the listeners. The first episode, uh, this is episode number two, by the way, uh, and it's called Right on Track. But the first episode, uh, we came in under the name of Simple on Purpose. And I have since learned that there is already a podcast called Simple on Purpose, and it is geared toward parenting, which is not what this podcast is geared toward, unless that's how you want to Uh, interact with your money as parenting your money and if that's the case that's fine however the name going forward is the financial purpose podcast and today I'm going to talk about a post that I wrote earlier today and it's called right on track question mark and you can find this post and it'll be helpful for you to do so because there are a couple of charts in the post that would be helpful for you to see um, and the address for that is going to be thefinancialpurpose.substack.com. Once again, thefinancialpurpose.substack.com. And you can subscribe to these newsletters right from the lifemoveswealth.com website. Go to the contact page, enter your email address, hit the subscribe button, and you're in. So in the meantime, uh, right on track. So it's been a tough year for the markets. But is the market right where it should be? For much of this year, I've written articles and emails to clients about the direction of the market. 2022 has been a tough year and the S&P 500 is still down about 21% year to date and down a little more than 18% over the the past 52 weeks. Now, are you feeling some anxiety with that introduction? You might. It's not very fun to see the market down where it is, but let's look at returns over time. According to the S&P 500 data at the website www.officialdata.org, if you invested $100 in the S&P 500 at the beginning of 1900, you would have about $8,841,499 and 96 cents at the end of 22 assuming you reinvested all dividends this is a return on investment of eight million eight hundred forty one dollars three hundred sorry let me give you that number one more time correctly eight million eight hundred forty one three hundred ninety nine dollars or roughly nine point seven two percent return per year Now, I recently saw something very similar on Twitter, which is the inspiration for this very post. And the post was by um, a gentleman by the name of Jordan Taylor. You can find him on Twitter at Southern Advisor. 
Southern Advisor, A-D-V-I-C-E-R. And uh, his post said that if the S&P 500 should continue its historical trend, producing average returns of approximately 9%, then we are right where we should be. $1 growing at 9% takes five years to become about $1.54. So one more time, $1 growing at 9% rate of return, over f it takes five years for that to become $1.54. That's a 54% increase in value. Um, and so about five years ago, $1 invested in the S&P 500 has become about a buck 50 today. He included a chart that went all the way back to January of 2018 and pulled forward to where we are currently in the market, drew a diagonal line, and you can see where the price movement of the S&P 500 has pretty much stuck to that line with the exception of most of 2021. So looking at his chart, I found it to be one of the most helpful trend lines that I've seen this year. And using my trusty calculator, which is my favorite, HP 10B2 Plus, I believe in that thing, like I believe in Jesus. That calculator is amazing. But anyway, I calculated the same factors and I verified that the math that, uh, that Jordan put in his post does indeed check out. I also asked Jordan for permission to use his example and he kindly obliged. So I wanna talk about that five-year trend line and I wanted to see if the trend line, uh, or I wanted to see that trend line updated with the most recent week of trading captured. The chart that I, I put below, I made a whole new chart. I went back to November of 2017, pulled it forward to current. You can see the chart again on the post at the financialpurpose.substack.com. Look for the right on track blog post. And uh, the chart that I captured, again, goes back to November 2017. You'll see uh, green and red candlesticks. Each candlestick represents a full week of trading. I'm not looking too much at patterns or you know some of the other technical factors that you can get into, but you can see a couple of instances, as I said about Jordan's chart, where that diagonal trend line um, serves as kind of uh, sometimes a support line and sometimes a resistance line. So support is, is where you would find a trend that uh, identifies kind of a bottom uh, in the price movement and a, a resistance line is where the price of the market goes up to that line and then falls back down. So support and resistance very simply stated. And you can see if you look at the charts that resistance uh, at that line that trend line going back to November 2017 um, was certainly evident and proved to be a resistance line over the past two weeks of trading. So uh, for the week of uh, October 24th, um, the trend line shows that the market came up to that line. And then for the following week, uh, which would have been starting October 31st, the market fell back down. So. One important note that I called out in the blog post article is, is when it comes to trend lines, depending on where you draw them, you can communicate a variety of messages. Um, and so as I said, I'm looking at a trend line. I wanted to see how things have moved since November of 2017. Um, based on the recent highs going back to the week of October 24th, the market was up about 52.44% since that November 2017 starting point. So the math at that level, and bear with me here, it might make more sense when you read the post, but 
the math is $1 invested over five years to reach a total return of up 52.44%, it would indicate an average return of about 9.08%. So that's right about where Jordan was, and my chart proves to be the same. Now, if I use the level where the market is so far for the first trading day of this week, which is November 7th, the math actually looks a little bit different. So that would become $1 invested over five years and reaching a total return of about 47% would indicate an average return of around 8.03. So not too shabby, 8.03 over five years, pretty good return, especially when you factor in all the periods of volatility occurring over the past five years. So let's look at the chart because there are multiple times in that chart where the red bars just win. And that just means the market went crazy, everything sold, wasn't much fun, kind of like what we've seen recently. Um, the red bars were winning. Much of 2018, um, if we're starting at November 2017, we go, uh, just gonna skip ahead starting January 2018. Most of that year uh, was really not much fun in the market, particularly in the third and fourth quarter where the bottom fell out heading into the holidays. And the first trading day after Christmas in 2018 saw a massive bounce to the upside which started the next leg of an uptrend. And that was 2019. But 2019 was kind of ho-hum. The market tried to climb back and did eventually get back to the long-term trend line that I established from November of 17 to November of 2022. Um, however, March 2020 ended that uptrend that began all the way back December 26th of 2018. And it retested and it actually broke through the lows that we saw in 2018, which would have been in the month of December of 2018. The V-shaped recovery that we had in 2020 brought the market back up to February 2020 level. So all of 2020 from about March, let's say 21st, it took the rest of 2020 for the market just to get back to where we started in February of 2020. Then we had 2021. And if you look at the chart, you can see how high the market ran above that trend line. Um, at its peak, which happened to be December 21st of 2021, the market return, if following that same trend line, would have been about 42.67%. And instead, when it peaked, it was almost at 85% above the trend line, which means it's almost 100% higher than it should have been. And I just want to underscore 2021 and the run that the market have was neither substantive nor sustainable. Much of what drove the markets in 2021 were completely disconnected from reality in a lot of respects and for a lot of reasons that I just won't go into in this podcast episode. But think about where we were in 2021. Interest rates were super low. The Fed was telling us that inflation was transitory. We now know that it wasn't. I was saying a year ago to my clients that I didn't think that the uh, inflation was indeed transitory, but you never want to fight the Fed, right? Well, maybe we do. Maybe they're wrong. Anyway, we had that happening. We had SPACs. We had meme stocks. We had NFTs. We had crypto. And none of those things are even a blip on the radar in 2022 because they weren't real. 
They were not set in reality. They did not have a good basis. They were financially unsound investments. And anybody who says I'm wrong, please show me your statements from a year ago in those items to today. And we'll, uh, we'll have a conversation. But anyway, now here we are. We're midway through fourth quarter of 2022. We're right on top of tomorrow's midterm elections. There's a potential looming recession that just seems to be in all the news and the conversation and social media and all that fun stuff. We have high gas prices, sorry, high gas prices. No matter what the president says, gas prices are still higher than they were two years ago. High gas prices. We have persistently high inflation. The Fed is hiking interest rates and we have all kinds of other global distractions but the market still seems to be showing some resilience. In fact, to be down about 21% year to date in the S&P 500 is amazing considering what we've gone through this year. In fact, it would not have surprised me if we had been lower than we are today, but I'm thankful for where we are because it could be a lot worse. Um, but there's still, if you look at the year to date chart of the S&P 500, there's still what appears to be a downward trend line for the year, but the prices are still actually bouncing around, up and down around that steady long-term upward trend line that I show on the chart and that Jordan first showed in his tweet. So what investment game are we playing and what are we going to keep playing? It's easy to get excited about gains and scared about losses when it comes to investing. I've written a few times this year to my clients and you can pull those on the life moves wealth.com website go to the insights page and you can read everything i've written since launching life moves wealth earlier this year um, you have to know what game you're playing so that you set an objective and can follow the right set of rules before making investment decisions especially in periods of volatility if you're playing a game that doesn't put a lot of time on the clock you will have to approach investing far different than somebody who is playing a game where there's plenty of time to score. This is exactly like sports. Think about it. A two-minute drill playbook when you're down one score is far different than the playbook when it's the first quarter and you're down a score. If you have less time to work with, you have to be very, very careful with the plays that you call, and they need to be high probability of success plays. When it's early in the game and you're down a score, you can take a lot more risk because you have time on your side. The game can still go your way. Either way, no matter what game you're playing, chances are this 2022 period will represent a price correction to get back to the average trend line or, as it is called in technical analysis, a reversion to the mean. For most people, what's happened in 2022 has been painful, but it isn't going to financially, um, in the long run, make that huge of a difference. Now, it feels like a huge difference right now, but if we go back to the trend line and we stay on that trend line and we still are able to get somewhere in that 8 to 9% average return, even though this year was down, we will have a bounce back. It will correct to the upside at some point and we will get back to the business of being able to actually earn on our investments in both stocks and bonds. Right now we are getting a little bit more for cash, um, but we also still wanna see uh, the ability to get returns in all four of the primary asset buckets, which are stocks, bonds, cash, and alternatives. So 
coming out of where we are in 2022, I really don't see a healthy scenario where the market gets back to even for this year. If you think about it, we have really just about five or six more trading weeks left in the year. And if the market were to roil itself back about 25% and go to the upside, um, I would be very concerned about the longevity of being able to hold those gains. I think it's going to take a slow and steady climb. I don't want to see a big, uh, fast snap back to the upside because we will actually get back those gains. It just is the way the market works. So um, I do think that 2023 will be a year where the market continues to regroup and recover unless there's a significant negative reaction to any number of given events and we experience either a stagnant economy or even a recession. And even if there is more volatility ahead, and there always is, keep playing the right investment game for you with an eye on that long-term trend. So do head over to the financialpurpose.substack.com look at the right on track post and take a look at the charts and see what you think. Leave me a comment, give this uh, podcast a like and a subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.